0: It's certainly a take on the Arthurian legend on this episode of WatchBots.
1: Everybody, welcome to WatchBots. This is Mister Freeze. This is Ben, and I'm joined by <laughs> Shaylin, the straw that stirs the drink. Hello, and by Dave, the cocktail cherry on top of it.
0: That's me.
1: Welcome to the show. <laughs> Great to be here. Did you guys watch the new Chippendale movie trailer?
2: No, I'm saving it for later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: little, little treat, treat for me <laughs> some shaling me time okay uh yeah i saw it i'm uh i'm kind of into it i'm digging it
1: i'm tentatively optimistic yeah long-time listeners will know that i'm a big roger rabbit fan this is good some of those roger rabbit vibes you know things coming together the human world the computer world the hand-drawn world fuck it
0: right upper alley mm-hmm. i would think some great voice acting behind it it's got uh seth rogan and john Mullaney and
1: andy sandberg so it's a funny cast so it's the it. uh, the father the son and the holy ghost of voice acting. that's, that's <laughs> right the
0: holy the holy trinity of modern comedy
1: hallelujah hallelujah mm-hmm. amen amen i say to chippendale
2: i was gonna start singing amen amen
1: <laughs> and then you did <laughs> yes and then you actually and then did. i did it anyway. <laughs> Whoa. What a time. Let's tell a brief story here <laughs> before we get into the show. Uh, last week, Shailen and I and our, our young friend went to a minor league baseball game, and <laughs> it was very pastoral. You know, you can get a a beer and a hot dog and just sit and, and watch the time go by, and, and then there was a fucking brawl.
2: <laughs> it went from children at the edge of the field talking to the players who were politely signing autographs and being like, "Oh, do you kids play baseball too? That's great." To screaming and yelling, someone literally getting punched in the face and then injured, which was like very uncomfortable obviously for them, but like also as a spectator it was very uncomfortable.
0: It was a great brawl. I watched the video. Ben sent it um <laughs> maybe minutes after it happened. It was awesome. I watch a lot of baseball and when the brawls happen it's just like guys kind of pushing each other around this started out with a full-on slug to the jaw it was awesome to see <laughs> I loved it
1: yeah. that wasn't even there in person yeah you don't often see professional athletes just beating the shit out of each other and you know I've I've seen and been in my fair share of bar rolls. let me assure you so to see some finely tuned gentlemen <laughs> just fucking cold cock at each other was was quite a thing to see
0: You've wild. been punched in the face, Ben.
1: I mean, not on purpose. No, <laughs> that's that's a your fair... purpose or someone else's? Uh, comedy of yeah. errors, you say? Uh, uh, uh. oh, like that time
0: I was just dancing and my my fist just hit you in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. You know,
1: shit happens sometimes. And you were like, "Why
0: are you in my house?
2: Where did you come from? When did you arrive here?"
0: You, I'm sorry, you invited me.
1: I hired a guy. I was told I had to toughen up. And so on and so forth. Uh, not my favorite baseball brawl of all time, or base brawl, if you want to do a portmanteau. That sure. still goes to the Red Sox and Yankees when beloved rail thin pitcher Pedro Martinez threw down a seventy five year old man. <laughs>
2: Which seventy five year old man?
1: Don Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh, he forgot was about the that. bench coach. Uh, his name's yeah. not really important to the story, but picture like a a thin Hispanic man. <laughs> just turning around and grabbing like an old fat man who looks like a frog and just fucking humming him to the ground. Yeah, he and
0: looked like um like the internet troll frog. Yes, like <laughs> he did. <laughs> or he looked like a malformed potato.
1: Yeah, not a regular potato. One of them bad potatoes.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the kind like that's really hard to cut because it's all angly and stuff.
1: Yeah, you like you'll see ads on Facebook. It's like get up, less love potato. A bag of them's like a penny. And get yourself an Idaho Zimmer.
0: <laughs> That's how it goes. that delighted me,
1: but Thank you, from one brawl to a more classical kind of brawl, we're entering our topic today, and that is King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. yes, a confounding show,
0: a popular cartoon,
1: <laughs> a well loved well traveled show. <laughs> lot to get into here. Dave, you brought this to the table. I did. And, uh, you know, glory be. Also, what the fuck? <laughs> a couple episodes ago, Ben, you brought us visionaries.
0: Sure. And I said, I said to myself after that recording, I said, I, I thought there was another show about knights who had, like, shit coming out of their shields mm-hmm. and, like, magic powers and all of that. And I thought I liked that show. So I did a little internet sleuthing, and I found king arthur and the knights of justice a cartoon that appeared on my television set in the early 90s and uh i thought that the nostalgia that i had for this show Mm -hmm. i thought it was a lot better than the visionaries that we watched (laughs) i liked the concept when i was a kid like Mm -hmm. you know going back back in time and being with king arthur it got me into the show got me into arthurian legend so like i was like nine or ten or so when Mm -hmm. i started watching it but like I, sh- I tried to read the Once and Future King um, when I was watching this. I love the uh, the Sword and the Stone, the Disney movie, but I got really confused because like Lord Viper did not appear in P. O. <laughs> text. I uh, didn't he though. And they didn't have cars that were shaped like jungle cats in the Once and Future King. So yeah, I'm just happy to happy to explore it, but just like, you know, rewatching it quickly, it's just like. A little disappointed that the show took so much liberty with the legend. You know, had you guys seen this before?
1: No.
2: I thought no. it was a joke. <laughs> like, not only had I never seen it before, but I was convinced that you were trolling us when I started to watch the video. I was like, we're not, we're not recording this week. This is a silly thing that Dave sent.
0: The quality of the show does have, like, it, it just looked like someone, like, auto-generated a cartoon yeah and it just yeah it's got that that quality to it i, I read uh, like a bunch of uh, once a future king in high school and i took an arthurian legend class in college like i love this shit um and <laughs> how's <sad. just, laughs> yeah, it's fun it's fun stuff you know it got me into fantasy and all that but like just going back to this like oh what was the touchstone of my love for this kind of work Oh, it was this shitty cartoon. What what an amazing journey my brain took.
1: I don't think you're giving the cartoon enough credit, but we can stick a pin in that. Uh for me, I'm not a huge King Arthur fan. No. So you know, when you're a kid and when you're an adult, you're like, "Oh man, like if I was in situation X, this is what I would do." I feel like if I was in the Middle Ages, it would be immediate death no matter what. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> not built to walk around in armor. I don't want to be, like, <laughs> cleaved from collarbone to, to pubis. Like, I don't want any of that shit. And that's why the Arthur for me is Dudley Moore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, when I say Arthurian legend, I'm talking about uh, Mark Brown's Arthur the Aardvark.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. The yes, yes.
0: Like That's why I'm so disappointed in this. It's very... Fair.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I came to King Arthur through... Um, Honestly. Cannery Row, which is the the John Steinbeck novel, novella. It's short. Because when I was a kid, that it was in the house, so I read it, and that's what I read. And then after reading that, because so that's like the John Steinbeck, like post, like Great Depression during Great Depression version of King Arthur. So like all these vagrants kind of are King Arthur's knights, and everybody was really Um, sad. Yes, true. Uh, And that brought me to Sword in the Stone, which I really liked as a kid. Sure. And then mm-hmm. I got involved in Agatha Christie immediately after that and dropped all everything having to do and with what does Arthur. Agatha
1: Christie have to do with King Arthur?
2: She was more fun to me. So I never came to this cartoon.
1: <laughs> Merlin
0: solved all those mysteries.
1: You know, I wasn't expecting to go through Agatha Christie via the Great Depression to get to know I didn't watch the cartoon. But here we are.
2: <laughs> this is how my brain works. You're welcome. This is how we add
1: context. Now, speaking of context, this is a show that had such a, it like, an innocent backstory to it until you do research into the people behind it, right? Okay. Like there's so many people involved with this fucking show. So it was co-created by two people, three people. 3. 3. One, Jean Charlapan, who was one of the founders of Deek, Deek. Very French. So he was involved in shows like Inspector Gadget. He sold his shares in Deek, started another company that basically did what Deek did and made cartoons like this, and Around the World in 80 Dreams, and Happiness, Secret of the Lock. Now these days, Jean Chalapin lives in the Bahamas and is the chairman of a bank. He runs a bank. Runs I've read a, this too. He runs I, a bank.
0: Hmm. <laughs> What's what? weird. How do you jump from animation to running a bank? I, I don't,
2: I, think I have no idea. His dreams of creativity and having a life of creative work were crushed when people watched his Didn't cartoons like and hated them.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: he so, was
2: like, well, you don't have to like this. I'm going to do numbers.
0: W- w- well, we can't make an Agatha Christie cartoon. It's too dark.
1: People will get depressed because we have to set it during the Great Depression. <laughs> be too sad.
0: His, his dreams <laughs> of the, the Cannery Row cartoon just, just couldn't take flight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I would watch that cartoon. It would be funny. Well, like Cannery, no. That's the opposite of what I just said. The
1: second party involved here. Diane, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say Eskenazi, that K E N A Z I. E-S-K-E-N-A-Z-I. I'm sure you could pronounce that word many ways if you so chose. She was the founder of Golden Films, an American production company that basically their business model was to look at Disney's production schedule. Look at the ones where the IP was in the public domain. And then make low budget direct to video versions. Yeah. So things like The Little Mermaid, yes. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Disney sued Golden Films for this practice, and Disney lost because all of those IPs were in the public domain.
2: <laughs> that is exactly the kind of ingenuity. Is that the right word? Business sure. acumen. That I like to see. Picking
1: yourself up by the bootstraps. That's right. Enterprising, entrepreneurial, heroic. Mm -hmm.
2: It's how I ended up with so many weird toys as a kid. Instead of Barbie, I had Babby. You got her at the dollar store. (laughs) That was just the
1: Boston version of Barbie, right?
2: (laughs) Instead of My Little Ponies, it was My Pretty Pony. Mm -hmm. It's just the off-brand shit. I'm here for it. That's right.
0: I love those off-brand like Snow Whites and Aladdins. They were... It was like my childhood version of watching a car wreck now. Yes. Like just like this is this is so bad. I love it.
1: Why be Snow White when you can be frost effervescent?
2: Exactly. <laughs> or you could be Snow White, but you had to look slightly different from Disney's version.
1: Right.
0: And instead of Aladdin, it's uh, the boy out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the end of the show. We're not going to
2: hit a higher note. The third
1: party here. Or a lower one. Is (laughs) Avi Arad. So we've talked about this guy in the past. He was the head of the toy company Toy Biz. And also at this time, he was the CEO of Marvel and the owner of Marvel and the guy who started Marvel Studios. So was involved with uh, the Spider-Man movies and the original Iron Man and things like that. But there's more. There's more. So all of these people were working together for Bobot Entertainment. That's B-O-H-B-O-T. Bobot. I thought it was Bobo. A fine content syndicator who had put out such shows as Ring Raiders, Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders, Extreme Dinosaurs, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, Street Sharks, and Highlander the Animated Series. (laughs) Oh, fun. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so,
0: how do you think they worked around the head cutting off thing? I there? don't know.
1: Well, we'll yeah. find out in a couple weeks. Unimportant. So, all of these parties <laughs> came together with the idea of a cartoon based on the Arthurian legend. So, take King Arthur and his famous knights like Lancelot and uh, the the rest. You got the evil Queen Morgana. You add in some generic cartoon villains, and then. Bring in guys from the future who basically are King Arthur because the original King Arthur was disappeared, but they were also King Arthur. Just just a real, simple, uh, non-astonishing premise for the show.
0: (laughs) If if the idea of King Arthur having a round table and Merlin being a magical being and fighting another magical being and all this family intrigue with the Pendragons and all of that, that wasn't enough we had to bring some folks from the future
2: <laughs> not just any folks athletes
1: a football team football folks <laughs> and i'll just spoil it now when it's revealed that the future king arthur's name is arthur king my chair exploded <laughs> and <I> blasted <laughs> off the ceiling and everything clicked so perfectly See,
0: when i was a when i was a kid i was like that's so that's so smart. I love smart shows.
2: <laughs> I was much more excited about his uh, teammate, Lance. Lance yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can we take Sir Lancelot uh, and somehow make him relatable? Let's call him Lance. Oh, man. I got a
1: lot of questions about this show, you guys. Well, a lot of questions <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, so Merlin's involved. There's magic. It's all that good shit. In theory, the show had a lot of oomph behind it. You know, there was a toy line by Mattel. No mean feet. A Marvel comic series and unlike many syndicated shows this one actually has some semblance of continuity so it's not like mm-hmm. a Transformers per se where you can come in on any episode there's a million characters they're doing like a villain of the week thing and you move on this one there was actually some character progression which is bizarre and insane but it's true this had a
0: a Conan the Adventurer or Exo Squad kind of kind of deal, like the the story continued through throughout the season.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that makes its abrupt cancellation in the middle of season two a little upsetting for fans of, of King Arthur and the crew.
2: Is there a fan base secretly writing scripts to finish season two? Please tell me there is.
0: Yes,
1: I am. Not to my is going to say not <laughs> to my knowledge, but apparently so. Yes, his yes.
2: name is Dave. Yes.
1: Not the cult following that many of these shows have. It appeared on things like the worst interpretations of King Arthur, <laughs> 90s cartoons you've probably forgotten about. So I don't think that the appetite is there as it is for uh, for many, many shows. But but there is good news. Despite that uh, the cancellation in the me- middle of season two, a Super Nintendo game came out two years after the fact that involved the time-traveling football players getting back to their time. In fighting Queen Morgana, who was a giant dragon. And this was apparently the conclusion to the story.
0: Did you watch the end of the, the game? So no, I found, no, a, I have I found not. a walkthrough. Okay. I found a walkthrough of the game. And, you know, they go through this. If you're watching the show, right, it's this whole 26 episode arc. Of course. Right? It's, still, it's a long story to tell. That's 13 hours of story right there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 13, 13 hours of investment. And then, um, the game continues. It you fight Morgana as a dragon. Okay. You go back to the king's court because King Arthur is there, and he's like, "Thanks for freeing my men and me. What do you want?" And Arthur King says, "Send us home." And Merlin just says, "Goodbye," and they go to Stonehenge.
1: <laughs> okay. And some lightning
0: hits, and they're gone. And then the credits of the game roll. Okay. It, like the the last line is "Goodbye." I like that. It's <laughs> it's, it's uh, simple, succinct, effective. Yeah. Beautiful. Dangerous.
1: I have a question. Have you guys ever been to medieval times?
2: No, but I've heard about it a lot.
1: Okay. Dave? Uh, I
0: wanted to go really bad once on a work trip. Mm And my boss told me, he pretty much forced me to go to Hooters.
1: (laughs) Medieval times, a much better time. Was your boss
2: Michael Scott?
0: He was not. Uh, he was close, but he was. He was not.
1: Uh, I have, have been. You? I have yes. You I have, have been to yes. medieval times. Of course, you have. As a child, <laughs> I would love to go. As an adult, it seems like a delightful time. Mm-hmm. We sat in a section. We had a cheer on a night. There was a lancing contest. Dudes were on horses, and for a brief moment, the Middle Ages seemed cool.
2: I didn't go to medieval time. Medieval medieval times. You got it. But I did go to the Massachusetts Renaissance Fair many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my dad's work made it so we ended up. My f- parents ended up befriending one of the knights. Okay. And so at the jousts, we were like the biggest cheering section because we knew the chance because they had befriended the knights.
1: What? <laughs> what does that have to do with you meeting the knight? And so. My
0: mind immediately went to your parents had a menage a trois with a
1: knight oh a, a, god oh no <laughs>
2: gross i was no, gonna say but did like, they try
1: to put you up as like a, a dowry or a child bride or something what do we get no we get not gear? as a
2: child bride but they would like the announcer at the like that was leading the cheers would be like you the fan maiden come up and lead the chant to to cheer sir Stephen," and like because he was well, friends can you recognized. tell me one of the chants? uh Stephen, Stephen, he's from france he wears ladies underpants and also, so
1: you were against Sir Stephen.
2: Sir Stephen was a bad guy. Okay. Um, uh, who's and so the good guy? I do not remember because Sir, Sir Stephen was the one who was friends with my parents. Sir um,
1: Brad, you were friends with the villain. Yes, that's, that's correct. Fucked <laughs> up, Jill, that's uh, fucked up.
2: And so the other big chant, which was very important in my childhood and remains to this day, if my dad is playing a board game, was "cheat to win, cheat to win." Okay. And uh, by virtue of being at the Renaissance Fair and feeling a special connection, um, I want to go to Medieval Times, Ben. When can we go?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I think you prefer to go to the Agatha Christie restaurant. <laughs>
1: They're
2: always poisoning people there. I
0: took a left <laughs>
1: yeah. on Great Depression way. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up at home eventually. <laughs> like, I, I don't even think I finished my story about Medieval Times. And then you're like, no. That's not <laughs> true. my story. I had so many tales left about medieval times.
2: Well, Dave had a question about medieval times.
0: I did, um, but I do want to just throw out the line: Agatha Ruth Christie's steakhouse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what was who's what was medieval times like for you, Ben? Uh, glorious. The restaurant. It was glorious. The restaurant, uh, not okay. the not the time.
1: Everything travel. was set up around this big dirt pit, so you just sat around a big dirt pit. I got to wear a cardboard crown. What did you eat? Shit, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a leg of lamb broth. A shank? Yeah, definite shank. Definite I was shank.
2: asking an earnest question. I wasn't making fun of it.
1: I don't remember what I ate when I was eight. Why? I don't know. That, because my parents weren't friends with the program director and we didn't know who to root for. I don't I don't know. It was just a, an honest, earnest experience for me.
0: The jousters, did, did any of them get horribly maimed or injured? No, them? it was
1: all staged. Oh, okay. You could tell. You could tell.
2: Do you think that the horses knew lenses. that they weren't in the Middle Ages, or do you think the horses had stories passed down from generation to generation, and they weren't really aware that humanity
1: had evolved? Yeah, like a Nestor
0: the Long-Eared Donkey kind of situation.
1: You know, now that you mention it, one of the horses came up to me, and he whispered, Why? What is why? <laughs> and I, like I shrugged at him, and I looked, and I was like, I don't know horse from Orlando, Florida. I don't know what is why. And I walked away.
2: I can live with that explanation.
1: And you know what happened? I heard a gunshot in the faint distance as I walked away.
2: <laughs> you heard clip clop clip you know, bang.
1: We went we went back the next day. There was a new horse. One that would keep his fucking mouth shut. Oh no. You know? And that's the Great Depression.
3: That's Wow, that took ride. a turn, man.
1: <laughs> but we got home, didn't we? Did we? We did. We did. That's right. So the episode we watched here is uh, the opening episode. And interestingly, it's called Opening Kickoff, which is maybe oh, the stupidest possible name. <laughs> Just because a of football. Fucking terrible name.
0: It reminded me of um, so uh, NBC Sunday Night Football. Sure. They broke down the game. You know, the first half is act one. The second half is act two. And the last two minutes is act three. And it's so fucking lame. Like, they just, like, Al Michaels was like, next up, act three. And then, like, they have the graphic. And it's so corny. It just, This reminded me of the inverse of that. Just, like, the opening kickoff for the the Arthurian legend. Just, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like either. I don't like either of these things here.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. So, this aired, Shailen, on September 13th, 1992.
2: I wish I knew what was happening no, on September thirteenth.
0: Nope nope. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Do it as you would if you were a actor or actress in the Renaissance fair.
1: And if you were speaking to uh, Sir Stephen, yes.
2: Good morrow, sirs. What was occurring at the time of our l- of action? It wouldn't have been of our Lord at that point. That's too. That's too late. Oh
1: God! Keep going. Keep going. Don't Just kill go the bit. It. God. Oh. I must
2: needs context to understand.
0: (laughs) Okay. What what a recovery. (laughs) I must
3: needs.
1: (laughs) Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top films in the land that I need. Number one. Our greatest hacker film, Sneakers. <gasps> sneakers i love that movie i've never seen it but i know a lot about sneakers who's it's, in that one
0: uh robert radford dan Aykroyd, david stratham stratham I, I don't know, I didn't know how not say Strathan? <laughs>
1: Strathan?
2: dan Aykroyd.
0: yeah sydney Potier. Mm-hmm.
2: oh yes okay
0: it's a good movie
1: it was his post ghost dad recovery
2: there's no recovering from Ghost dad. And
1: I bet a movie about hackers that came out in 1992 probably holds up pretty well in 2022. Bet,
0: yeah. <laughs> Most 90, 90s hacker movies hold up real well. It holds
1: up right against Lawnmower Man, The Net, also hackers.
0: Lawnmower Man 2, <laughs> Job's four. War,
1: et cetera, et cetera. Number two film, Honeymoon in Vegas. Chirondis. Can't beat it.
2: I don't think I've ever seen that one. Well, yet.
1: you're missing out. Well, you haven't seen any movie. Sheila. Who's in that? Nicholas
0: Cage is in it, and mm-hmm. he um he goes and gets married to Sarah Jessica Parker's character. And then, gosh, what was it like? I think it was like seven years later. So they filmed the sequel called Leaving Las Vegas, where he's still. So I've seen Vegas.
2: Leaving Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, so that's the sequel. Oh, it's okay. like It's one of those weird ones where they like kind of flip the script of the sequel and turn it into like so. It's it went from a comedy to a like a, a horrible you know, horrifying drama. Cool.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's a real script flipper that way.
2: Real yeah. script flipper. What yeah. other movies were popular then?
1: Well, yeah, there's just one more. Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Nice. <laughs> An amazing top three. <laughs> <that> <laughs> uh, and to put things in context here, this was the, in the US anyway, I don't know about the rest of the world. I only know about where I'm from. Election season was in full swing. That was the, was the year of Ross Perot. was the year of Ross Perot. was the year of Slick Willie. The saxophone? Times they were a changing. Yeah, yeah, he played
2: saxophone on Arsenio Hall.
1: A changing. Now, let's finally get into this goddamn show. And- I'd like to. <laughs> Is that so President, President Clinton? <laughs> Is that you? <laughs> no,
0: we're not going to do that. It's <laughs> been long enough.
1: Wouldn't it be weird if former presidential candidate <laughs> H. Ross Perot showed up?
3: <laughs>
1: wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, Shailen, wouldn't that be
0: strange?
2: I'm not doing a Ross Perot impression, you guys. Come
1: on, boy.
2: We have a cartoon to discuss.
1: Hit a a brick wall, and what a cartoon! And let's get into it with the song. And then, from the field
4: of the future, a new king will come to save the world of the past.
1: The song's awesome. The song was really good. It was about five years too late. <laughs> you know, like when I watched this cartoon, I thought, oh, the year must be 1986 or so. And I looked and said, nope, nope. late 1992.
2: That's like when I got really into Weezer in college.
1: Needed to be grungier, Shaylin.
2: Late on the uptake. That's what it is.
1: It needed to be grungier. Be, you, you, the, the, like Pearl Jam.
0: Like I just started listening to Nirvana just, just last month. Never heard of them before.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a great yeah. band. You should check them out.
0: Uh, well, a, I will. I got I don't know if they're, they're that good or, or or important or anything like that. But yeah, I might
1: I might continue to listen to them. I was in a Newberry comics once, and I forget who I was with, but somebody called Nirvana Trite, and I got so mad and I started flipping the records because I didn't I didn't know what Trite meant, and I guess I still don't really know what Trite <laughs> means. <this. laughs> I guess what I'm saying is music is good, but when you have a really strong opinion on music and you're like, oh, fucking Green Day is fucking terrible. Like I can't take you seriously as a person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, love so Led I'm Zeppelin. Say, right? Like I just can't, like, like like the things you like. I'm all for that, but.
2: When I was in late high school and early college, there were a lot of people who worked at the um, Hot Topic in the mall near me. Mm-hmm. And they were really easy to rile up, and so were their many of their customers. And so I would just go in and casually drop a man. Green Day's such sellouts, Shailen. That's such a and troll then,
1: thing to say. That's also not a controversial opinion.
2: It's true, but people would lose their shit, and I'd be like, I, I just like say it, and then like casually back away like Homer Simpson into the bushes while people yelled at each other, and that was a fun hobby. I what had.
0: a troll. Whoa, is that it? Is that a troll under the under the drawbridge of
1: of King Arthur's castle?
2: It is. <laughs> Man, can we talk about Merlin, Ben? Do we have to? That's kind of what the episode's about.
1: Okay. Well, here's Merlin. I am Merlin, the magician.
4: The Camelot I have known is no more. Lord I Viper am- and his evil warlords ravage our land. Oh, when will our king return?
0: Oh, oh <laughs> shellen when will the king return?
2: So, I, oh. I found this opening very jarring because normally cartoons don't start off with an old man introducing himself. And it became all the more jarring when I was watching. I'm
1: Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Look at me, Charlie.
2: I often will watch our, our cartoons twice. And so I watched it and I was like, what on earth is this? Went through the whole episode. And then today when I was at work, I just had it playing in the background. But when I initially started, <laughs> someone was walking by my office and they're I'm Merlin. And I had to pause it and have a 20 minute conversation with my coworker about what the fuck was happening in my oh, office. So you were
1: watching it with no headphones on in public?
2: I had a door closed. I didn't think I that, needed that's headphones. That's insane. They you heard it through
0: the headphones. door. It's just I'll background watch noise. i with headphones even if the house is empty because I don't want anybody to know. What I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I don't want my children to know that, like, oh, you record a podcast every other week about cartoons.
1: That's why I watch it when I'm home alone, because that's daddy time. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) that's That's that daddy me time. It's a weird opening. I guess I'm Merlin. Part of it is the exposition, and part of it is that that exposition is the only dialogue for the first approximate two and a half minutes of the show Mm -hmm. because you see Merlin and then you see Lord Viper. Who has a little viper eyes on his little armor. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his his crew of dudes, some of them are on horses. They have a car somehow. I don't know how they have a fucking car, but they have a car. Magic. I,
0: I, I imagine there was like a horse under all that armor, like just driving the car forward, but like they never show it in this episode. Oh, I see yeah, it was I, was like it was, yeah, I was thinking of. yeah,
1: I was gonna think it was a Flintstone sort of thing. Ah, uh, okay. Just like four guys running in in unison. Yeah. <laughs> or tree sap, perhaps. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever it is, they're going to besiege Camelot, which is this big, majestic castle that is inhabited by three people. <laughs> 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 they're obsessed. They're going to get Camelot, but it appears that they have mostly done that already since, as we see, there are one, two, three people inhabiting Camelot.
2: Three? Shayla, uh, how, how many licks three. does
1: it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I just told you. Okay. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a you know that song? Mm-hmm. I don't know any lines except for that one. <laughs> yeah, so
0: the castle being on like the cliff on the peninsula. Yes, and the, just the way it was illustrated, everything it looked like the castle in Game of Thrones, uh, the King's Landing. It looked exactly like that, and I'm I'm wondering if maybe the, the guys who did Game of Thrones stole from this cartoon. Could be.
2: Is it possible the person that illustrated or did the the cartoonist, the animator, that's the word. The animator yes. worked for Game of Thrones and just had very limited imagination.
1: That's like exactly what Dave said. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask it a different way. No,
2: I'm saying but it was the person who worked plagiar- on the show. You, you He's saying it's plagiarism. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Well, can, you can plagiarize yourself, can yeah, you
2: Can
1: you? Gotta, you have to cite. Yes, you have to cite appropriately. This is well known yeah. in the scientific world.
2: I've never checked the footnotes on the Game of Thrones TV show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'll, I'll I'll look into it because this is a this is a huge controversy that needs to be unraveled.
1: I'm going to check out George R. R. Martin's live journal and leave a little comment and ask him if he was perhaps inspired by King Arthur and the Knights of Justice.
2: Can we get the Law and Order noise? Dun dun.
1: I, I guess <laughs> so. I don't see why not.
2: It belongs here.
1: So there's this really long period of just these bad guys on horses, and nobody's saying anything, and it's really slow, and They're then just uh, galloping forever. forever, ever, forever. But then they all of a sudden they just launched this furious attack. So there's bowmen shooting bows, there's catapults. I love the this. Car is shooting axes. Yes. <laughs> that's <was> pretty weird. <laughs> like, like, see that one coming.
0: Like, arrows are, are really easy to make, and that's why there's a lot of them. But like, axes, they're just chucking these axes, and the blacksmith is probably behind them. You're be like, I just, it took me four years to make that axe. <laughs> this asshole. sucks. What are you guys Yo. doing with
1: my axes? You're <laughs> just throwing it against a wall. Against like a stone wall. Like, what, yeah. is it? What, what are you, are you even do? trying to do? How is That's it even
2: What are use an Axe for?
1: It's weird. But here we see the first inhabitant of Camelot. This, of course, is Merlin. By the strength of my magic, I will turn back the evil that attacks this castle, this home of knights, this Camelot. Oh. And so he makes it all sunny, and he puts like a sun sphere around Camelot, and all the arrows, and even the axes, Shaylin. I know it's tough to believe, even the axes are bouncing off this magic.
2: So much magic.
1: But what Merlin doesn't realize with all his wisdom, and all his power, is that this is part of Lord Viper's plan.
4: (laughs) I hope that he continues to use his magic. My plan to capture Queen Guinevere depends on it.
0: With both she and Arthur as our prisoners, the people will have no one to lead them. And what is that plan? What is the plan? He's going to use all his magic?
1: Okay, so I think I figured out the plan, but I'm not entirely convinced that it mattered, right? So I think his plan was he needed Merlin to exhaust himself with magic, Mm -hmm. right? So that he would be too tired to help Guinevere, who was in another location entirely, uh, with one <laughs> maiden protecting her. But as it turns out, that didn't matter because uh, the guy that kidnaps Guinevere just kicks Merlin in the face, <laughs> even though he was doing magic at the time.
0: He also just gets through – like, the arrows and axes fly off. They, like, right. the, the force field repels them. Right. And, but this uh, this guy, Blackwing, just flies through it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Was that his name, Blackwing? I called him Hawkman.
0: Uh, Yes, it was Blackwing.
1: So what we see here is um, is Queen Guinevere, who is drawn very foxily. Like, I don't want to be sexist here, but...
0: Would it, she, like the, She's uh, drawn the to be hummina, hummina. Yeah, 90s ass humana. looking medieval babe.
1: Yeah, she's got like these big hoop earrings. I don't think that's very period appropriate.
2: I honestly thought that the hoop earrings were the best part of the animation <laughs> of the entire television show because I was like, look at that detail.
1: But she's out there with... A woman who we discover later is a hairdresser of some sort. (laughs) Oh, that's how she got her hair done like that. (laughs) These are the only other two people in Camelot. And you know clearly that the warlords and Queen um, Magora, Gamora? What was her name?
0: Morgana. 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 (laughs) Magora. Uh, uh, Gormanda.
1: Morgora, go roll. uh, That's exactly (laughs) where (laughs) going. So they are going to come kidnap Guinevere. But instead of hiding somewhere, she's just out on a balcony getting her hair done. And then she's easily kidnapped by a flying bad guy who then kicks Merlin in the face. And Camelot was down to two that day.
0: (laughs) Merlin, at one point, I don't know if you have this clip, Ben, but he just
1: goes, no, not Queen Gwen. No, no, I don't have that, but I do have.
0: so tired.
1: What I do have, though, is a good hearty villain laugh from Lord Viper. <laughs> very, very nefarious. That's amazing. Very good stuff.
2: Ways to know you're evil.
1: So Merlin goes into the castle and he starts giving this, oh my God, just long, laborious speech about, oh, oh there's no hope. I really suck as a wizard. And he's down at the round table and, oh my God, is it dreadful. But then... He touches the table, and something starts to happen. And he's lamenting that Arthur and the knights were put into a cave of glass by Morgana. But then yes. the round table turns into a geyser, and like a Shira-looking lady comes out. Yep, is this the Lady of the Lake? <laughs> I'm not sure. She looks like Shira. She's never is. named. Okay,
2: I think it's Shira.
1: Do you think it's Shira?
2: I don't think she looks like her. I think she is her.
1: Okay. Well, I guess it's possible. There was the swing I thought of it was 90s. Princess Zelda. <laughs> I thought it was, I don't know, the lady from Princess Bride. Fucking
2: That's, all right. whatever. Oh, buttercup.
0: It was Buttercup. It. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: was, buttercup. it was fucking Buttercup. Anyway, here's the, uh, here's the geyser lady.
4: Somewhere in the future
1: are 12 good men
4: whose hearts are pure and strong enough to carry on the battle that King Arthur and his knights began. You only can bring them to our world. You only. If these men exist, I will find them if I must search through all eternity.
0: Okay. So the geyser lady disappears and Merlin's like, wait, wait, don't go. I have one more question. Is it pee or is it ejaculate? Squirter, come
1: back. <laughs> she was kind of milky. Squirter. Yeah. Now don't you mention it. So this conversation sets the whole series into motion. Um, and no, it also
2: it answers a question.
1: <laughs> what question What's does it question? answer, Shailen?
2: What league do the NFL players play in? They're not NFL. They're Are football players. Are you fucking players.
1: serious? I was in the middle of something and you asked me about the football players when I was trying to get to the whole point that the show's ridiculous? Because they're pure of
2: heart. Go ahead.
1: No, it's all, it's all ruined now.
0: It's the, uh,
1: XFL, Shailen. Ah. Uh, it's a man's league.
2: I signaled you. That I had a
1: question. I was in the middle of a sentence.
2: I <laughs> signaled you. You and I are not
1: on like internet delay. You and I are sitting next to each other. <laughs> there was no meaningful glance.
2: I grabbed onto your hand and I squeezed. I have a that question. That was in the middle of a
1: clip three yes. minutes ago.
2: Exactly. Good it was God. The, I needed to talk.
1: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> anyway. So this sets up the whole series, this conversation, that King Arthur and the Knights are gone. But they need to go to the future to have new King Arthur release the old King Arthur. And it's like just immediately the time travel debacle starts to build on itself because none of that makes any sense. Clearly, evil wouldn't have taken or if evil did win in the Middle Ages, then it didn't matter because the football team and the future is there.
2: But the football team in the future comes back, so they fix it, which is why they're there.
1: But what if they died there?
2: Predetermined destiny.
0: <laughs> but but this also presupposes that the the football team let's let's call them the present you know our present right <laughs> our heroes it, it new pre- Arthur. Th- it presupposes that their history involves magic and knights
1: and military and, strategy <laughs> and. <laughs> and
0: and like this wizard Merlin, it takes the, the myth and turns it into a reality. Like, why couldn't you just have them like go to that that world or that dimension or something so you don't have to have the whole time travel shit?
1: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of questions to unpack as we go here. But uh, just know that the scene is set.
2: How do they get 12 pure of heart men on the same football team?
1: It's weird, though, because we're, I was watching this next scene, which is the football scene. And I yeah. and I, I had a question. What What league did these guys play in?
2: I want to know what league it is. I don't think that's an unreasonable question.
1: What league do you think it was? Would you like to hazard a guess?
2: I don't think it exists in the real world. 12 pure of of heart football football. players.
0: (laughs) I I just like the idea of like, oh, we need 12 pure of heart men. Let's go. Let's go to the league that produced OJ Simpson.
2: <laughs> Let let's find the league with the highest crime rate in well, terms see, of domestic I th-
1: violence. I th- I th- Sir Ray Rice. Yes. I would posit that Merlin didn't hear the pure of heart thing because what the what he finds <laughs> is a football team named The Knights and their quarterback is a dude named Arthur King. So I'm convinced this motherfucker looked <laughs> like looked through the the future history books and was like, Oh no, that seems good. <laughs> <laughs> He did like a, a, a poor, know. like
0: a uh, time travel Google search and was like, Yeah, they, I mean, they, Arthur. Got the, the, they got the first hit. So,
1: yeah, this, seem, this seems good.
0: Yeah. Seems cool. <laughs> Clicked on one of the paid ads in the time travel search.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we're at this football game. And at this point, I, I remembered from the opening credits that they briefly showed a football player, but I didn't really understand what was going on yet. And then this happened. Arthur King. Oh God. <laughs>
3: Arthur King is going to
1: Jesus score. Christ. So the football team goes in the huddle where I did count because a football team, or at least American football, has 11 players on the, yeah. the pitch at any given time. And there were 11 players in the huddle. So that was accurate. The 12th guy is the equipment manager who we'll get to in a second here.
0: What was not accurate was how they said, You're gonna, they're expecting you to throw a touchdown pass.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, the team is down five and like Arthur apparently pulls up some kind of trick play you don't really know because when you watch football if you you know who doesn't watch football right the camera's up a little bit and it's at this angle and you can kind of see what's going on here it's just close-ups of like two dudes at any given time so it's not clear what's happening at one point it looked like Arthur was dragging a guy down the field by the helmet which is pretty crazy
2: well, they're not in the NFL, so the rules are different.
1: Yeah, I know. What um, league
2: were they in? Well, XFL. This is another question I have, right?
1: The AFL, Arthurian Football it, League.
2: How hard is it to have a lead of five in football? Not hard.
1: 12 to 7, 14 to 9, 21 to 16. I understand
2: those are numbers. Uh, I'm telling to... <laughs> you common football numbers. Okay, thank you.
1: How hard is it? The fuck? So it's like field a goal analysis? and
2: two point. <laughs> conversions, this is what I'm asking. Oh
1: boy, I can't believe we're doing this. Okay, so if a football team scores two touchdowns with two extra points, that's 14. Right. That's one team, team one. We'll say that that's the the warlords. Team two, the Knights, they only hit three field goals. So they have nine points. When you take nine away from 14, you have five. That's a five-point lead.
2: I needed that math to make sense of it. Another
1: way of doing it. I
2: appreciate it. The
1: warlords score three touchdowns and three extra points. That's 21 points. Mm Mm-hmm. The Knights, they still scored those three field goals, but that crafty Arthur threw a touchdown pass to Lance, thus making it 21 to 16. You take 16 away from 21, and you have a difference of?
2: Five.
0: Eight. Five.
3: You want another scenario? The <laughs> no, Warlords scored <laughs> two touchdowns with,
1: with an extra point, and then they kick a field goal as well. That's 17 points. Arthur's not having a great day, Arthur King. He can only get his team down in field goal range four times, so they score four field goals. That's 12 points. You take 12 away from 17, and you end up with a difference of? Five. Five. Five points. Is it
2: common to get three field goals with no touchdown?
0: Oh, boy. Absolutely.
1: More common than you could ever know. Okay. I'm so glad you you asked.
0: I, I feel like you know less about the game of football than the writer of this episode, who wrote the phrase, touchdown, pass. (laughs) it was at that moment where i was like this is french and then i googled it and it's very french and it was very french Wee wee!
1: you know what else was very french when arthur scores the touchdown to give the knights the win and the knights are all chanting knights knights and they pick arthur up to put him on their shoulders triumphantly and it looks like one of the players is giving Arthur a bluey. <laughs> it's
0: pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I took a screenshot of that. And Shailen, I'm gonna uh, I'm just going to send it to you. Excellent.
1: <laughs> so these guys are pure of heart. And you can tell because they won the big game. The and
2: big game. Now
1: they're on the bus. And they're such a professional organization that on the bus <laughs> you have the 11 players who apparently play the whole game as well as their equipment manager, Lug. And... You see that one guy is spinning a football on his nose like he's a seal of some sort, and you also get some cool guy banter. Arthur is tough and driving his thing, making
4: sixty yard touchdowns, he should definitely be king. Yeah, let's hear for Arthur King, or as the sports writers call him, Arthur the King.
1: What? <laughs> the Why wouldn't
0: No the sports the, Oh my god Arthur B. the sports king. The, the sports? the sports writers <laughs> yeah
1: the sports
0: the sports writers the writers in this world the sports journalists mm-hmm. in the present day are just missing it. it like arthur the king just
1: king arthur just call him king arthur these are You're dumb athletes idiots. i'm sure the sports writers have not actually missed calling him king arthur <laughs> Duh, i don't know what to call this guy
0: it got me so upset i was like how would you how could you miss that sports writers that uh, we never meet
1: a lot of the dialogue from the football team is confounding and upsetting. Forced. <laughs> a little bit. I, and there's there's a shitload of characters here. I'm not really going to name most of them because it's not super relevant. One of the football players decides he's going to go and taunt the bus driver slash equipment manager while he's driving. And you get a little more cool guy banter.
4: Well, you're carrying the ball, Doug. But- are you the new backup quarterback? Oh, <laughs> uh, Just hysterical, Phil. You ought to go on TV with an act like that. Ooh. I mean it, guys.
1: There's a killer storm moving in. And- I mean it, guys. guys. <laughs> oh, voice of Leonardo. oh, boy. boy oh, boy. So they're these cool guys. guys, they're celebrating their big win. And they're, what is it? They're like an hour away from New York, two hours away. They're not that far from New York. And right. We'll, we'll get back to that. But then Arthur, in his his leader mind, his quarterback mind, he sees a chance to do a different way.
4: You can cut 20 minutes off the drive to the turnpike if you take the cliff road shortcut. Hang a left at the next exit. But this storm's coming in. That road's rough enough when it's dry. Come on, lug. We want to get to New York before dawn.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. Okay. It's 20 minutes. We'll follow. Yeah, I was going to say we'll follow this conversation in a second, but it's already like raining cats and dogs, as it were. And they want to save 20 minutes by going on a cliff road. First time, Arthur shows that his ideas, generally fairly terrible.
2: Terrible ideas. <laughs> also, anyone who says it's bad enough to go on that road as it is, knowing there's a storm that'll make it worse, but then follows through on it, idiot.
0: His compliance is is just as bad as his as, as Arthur's mm-hmm.
2: I would mm-hmm. I would say that it might be worse because you can listen to like bad ideas all day from all kinds of people and even a good leader, if you push back slightly, they'll be like, you know what, you're right. We shouldn't kill ourselves on purpose. <laughs> Fair <laughs>
0: enough. Good. like just the, the clout you get from like having a trick play. To win a game, and then just like the rest of their lives with you, it, they're like, "Yeah, man, he won us that big game. He can make
1: no wrong decision." Yeah, yeah, you know, his like, name is Arthur, not Tom. Tom.
2: He huh? knows. He knows how to make a lasagna. Therefore, he obviously can navigate complex weather conditions while driving a bus across a yeah, cliff. This
1: guy's Arthur King, not John Garmin. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Google Maps. <laughs> Anyway, this bus ride also served <laughs> to uh, to introduce us to a lot of the teammates. And you know, it's a cool thing when you have a lot of characters in a show yeah. like this, in a syndicated show because it gives a lot of time for deep <laughs> deep introspective characterization and certainly not broad stereotypes. For example,
4: yeah, New York. Hey guys, the big apple is filled with adoring ladies just waiting to meet us. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, uh, well, personally, Gallup, I can't wait to hit the Museum of Natural History. Oh, it's really I hear they've got a killer mammals of the Arctic exhibit. Very, very good. That's our Zeke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what screams New York more than Italians and Jewish people? That's
2: our Zeke. I'm walking here. I thought
1: they were
0: making fun of New York. So I thought they <laughs> no, were like
1: just, the show's not smart enough to do that.
0: Yeah, so I thought they were just like, you know, what, what we do, and they are like, well, I'm walking here. And I thought the guy the the guy at the end, I thought he was doing a, a Woody Allen impression. Hmm. And trying and like he <laughs> oh he's the cut up. I thought, you thought he that, was
1: knowingly doing that? Yes.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that not was, the
1: read that's... I got at all.
3: Okay. All right.
1: My read is that the dumb show is doing stereotypes because who <laughs> the fuck cares?
0: I think I wanted to forgive the show.
1: Okay, that's fair. Lot, yeah. okay, the show no. had some peaks that's and valleys.
3: Fair.
0: Benefit of the doubt.
1: So now the lightning storm hits and the bus kind of looks like it's turning into the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Like there's lightning bolts around the tires, but it's it's not. It's just a bus. And what follows is two minutes and six seconds Of this bus careening around on the road, driving down a mountain, bouncing off trees. And all of that two minutes and six seconds, you see the football players. They're kind of bouncing around. Nobody's wearing seatbelts. You hear a little lug. (laughs) You hear another guy.
3: Trunk, what's going on?
1: It's the end of the world, man. They they just they go into a tunnel, which I think was a magic tunnel, and they're so. they're bouncing they off got, the it walls. Kind of, the,
0: the entrance appeared out of nowhere, so I'm assuming it was it was
1: magic. So they went down the mountain, which would give you a lot of downward momentum.
0: You
2: would think, and, and
1: Lug does point out that the brakes aren't working. At a point when you're bouncing off things, you would stop. But they're in this tunnel where they're they're doing a lot of turning and things, <laughs> but they just keep going. Because
0: yeah, the, the the tunnel has flattened out, they have leveled out. Right? Yeah, like the the road is plateaued.
1: Right. So you would think that they would slow, but they but they don't because what had happened is they hit my favorite movie Terminal Velocity. Right, and they just kept going. Great <laughs> film. You know,
0: watching this scene like unfold over two minutes, I felt like the security guard screaming no as Austin Powers <laughs> came at him <laughs> with the steamroller. Stop! It was just forever. It just took so long. It's like why. Couldn't they have just, like, zapped them? Yeah. They should have zapped them into the future.
1: Like this better. was literally 10% of the episode was these guys just careening around on a bus yes. yelling, yes. <laughs> and looking around.
0: Ah!
1: That's time that you could have spent with Guinevere. Mm. And her hoop earrings. But that time was there lost. They
2: were so elegant, eloquent, elo- I'm trying to make Guinevere elegant. and elegant they, in they the same They were eloquent. Word. Eloquently drawn. Mm.
1: So, now the bus goes through, like, a wall, and it's in... I don't know, like some magic goo. And then the dudes are floating around in some magic goo. And then they're at the round table and they're all dressed in medieval garb. Two of them wake up uh, in a very tender, uh, lo- loving oral position, you could say. And then Merlin just walks in <laughs> and he starts blandly and tiredly explaining the situation.
4: You are in what you call the Middle Ages, I believe, Sir Britain. Exactly in the round table room of Castle Camelot.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Why? Why was that his opener? I mean,
2: they arrived in a strange place. They're Mm -hmm. wearing strange clothes. They were strangers in a strange land. And so he told them where they were. Mm -hmm. Let me ground you Mm -hmm. before I blow your minds with my magic.
1: Their minds were never blown. Their minds were never blown. Their minds should have been blown. You would think. Yeah, But they, they just kind of accept everything. Very quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And with a lot of fervor. So <laughs> Merlin's kind of explaining what's going on a little bit, kind of, sort of. But yeah, here, here's a couple of, of things that should mi- blow their minds, but
4: don't. I alone can help you find the keys of truth, which will allow you to return to your own time and world. This is crazy. <sighs> you have to believe me, Sir Darren. I don't know why, but I know it'll sound
1: crazy to you guys, but I believe in. Okay, here's one more. We'll go back and we'll talk about all this.
4: Evil must be stopped in my world or there shall be no future and you will have no world of your own to return to. Sounds like the big game. When's the kickoff? It has already begun. <laughs>
1: That's fucking terrible. But okay, so let, <laughs> let's lay this bare here. What Merlin yeah. has done. Is kidnapped these dudes out of what would you would assume to be their moderately lucrative and successful life. And in order to go back to their time, they have to find the keys of truth to get King Arthur out of the cave of glass. So they have to risk life and limb. By all rights, these guys should just fucking kill Merlin.
2: But then they'd be stuck in their weird armor.
1: At the least they should be fucking pissed at this yeah, guy. No, they, they don't should be care. mad.
2: You say lucrative career, but I'm going to go back to pure of heart NFL players who have or football players who have a bus driver that just agreed with the the one dude.
1: Listen, Jill, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you sure that it was the NFL? No, I'm
2: not. And that's why I don't think it's a lucrative career. I think this is just like some dudes who are hobbyists.
1: Sevi pros, perhaps?
2: Maybe.
0: It was the XFL, X standing for Excalibur.
2: (laughs) Excalibur FL. Yeah. Yes. I just... The
1: CFL, perhaps? The Camelot Football League?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have to use the context clues of there are sports writers writing about this team, so there is at least good enough to get the attention of sports writers. hmm mm. But they're also pure of heart, which means they can't be that good.
1: Again, I don't know that I was ever convinced that they were pure of heart. I was thinking about this, right? Like, I, I had to you know, ponder this. I went to my thinking chair and I started smoking a pipe and I thought, sure. How exactly did Merlin arrive on these folks? You know, like. Arthur King. Yes, Arthur King and Lance and they're the knights. But what if they were terrible people or like, did he look for guys named like Steve and Dennis?
0: <laughs> what if like one of them on that team was really good and then he le- yeah. like. Yeah. I guess it would be more fun if it was like those guys came from different walks of life like oh it's Arthur King he's the quarterback for the football team oh and this is Lance he's a, a I don't know a, a banker or something uh that used to run a cartoon studio and this is <laughs> you know and this is uh John Galahad and he's a farmer <laughs> or something like that would have been a little more believable than just like oh your whole round table just happens to be this entire football
1: team. Right, and it, and it even goes a level deeper, right? Because not only are these dudes named the same and they were quote-unquote pure of heart. And they the Apparently, and I don't know how this works. I couldn't find an explanation online. Maybe there's an explanation in the cartoon. Merlin is the only person in the Middle Ages here who knows that these are not the original King Arthur. So even right. Guinevere, mm. who is a queen in ostensibly married or betrothed or like handholdy with King Arthur, doesn't realize that this isn't the original King Arthur. So not only is he brave of heart, oh. he's like a, a doppelganger, perhaps? So these
0: guys these guys are like spitting images of their the people they've replaced. I yeah. think they're
1: reincarnations. I think that's what you're supposed to get out of it, which is fucking bonkers. Oh,
0: I didn't get that. Because I, I, I must have missed that because I didn't know... I, I assume when they rescue one of your in other episodes, like she's gonna be like, you're not King Arthur. Nope. She's nope. she's totally
1: down with it. She's oh, like,
2: oh, man. cool, Arthur, let's do this. So,
1: so you know, you, now you know why Arthur's in it.
2: Do you think that uh, for
1: sure? Uh, boom, That's like the movie Dave with Kevin Klein. <laughs> it is just like the movie Dave with Kevin Klein. That's what I was thinking <laughs> as well.
2: I, I want to backtrack about ten seconds and request that any future social media platforms that have relationship status include handholdy.
1: Well As it's options. a kid's show. Like you don't want to think about like Arthur and Gwen over your fucking unless you're some kind of sicko. Uh
2: Facebook does not say I'm in a fucking with a person. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I'm in a oh. fucking with a person. And that's why
0: that's why I closed my Facebook account. <laughs> that's why I moved, move, moved to Elon Musk's option.
1: Twitter. Free speech, yeah. baby. Wow. That's what it's all about. Where was I going with this? Uh so yeah, it's uh, just it's just bonkers. Yeah. Like it's bonkers. The idea that Merlin knows <laughs> like they can't explain how they get out of the cave of glass and they still need to go get these keys to get these people out and like why couldn't guinevere know that it's not the original people and that they're there to right. help like what right. what does it mean like what is the story
2: How many deleted scenes are there
0: <laughs> So it, I I I don't know I haven't written a lot of them Merlin in the Once and Future King Merlin can travel backwards in time. Like he's born at the end of time. Okay. Travels backwards. So he's lived through all of this. So if this show, and there's a lot of different King Arthur's it could have been based off of, but if this show is basing Merlin off of that, he should have already known what football is and that these guys exist. And maybe, maybe that's the answer. Like maybe he knew about them because he was a big XFL fan in 1992.
1: That could be, but if, okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's get fucking inception deep. Yeah, let's do it. So if he was born at the end of time, right? That means that the path where Arthur and the knights were put into the cave of glass, and I fucking hate saying that because I don't know what it is, but that means that was a divergence from the timeline that was supposed to happen, and so he needed to go find these other people so that like, or was was is this preordained as it was supposed to be?
0: Right. So he's a tragic character. In that, in the, oh, in the terribly book. Terribly tragic. tragic. <laughs> oh, God. He's a tragic character because he has to watch all this shit happen. Like, he knows what's going to happen.
1: Great Depression-worthy, some would say. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: exactly. And he can solve the mystery as easily as Agatha Christie's <laughs> Hercule Perrault. But, but where does Lord Stephen he fit can't in? He tell anybody. It was Sir but, uh, Stephen.
1: Was it Stephen Tyler? No. Oh, okay. Anyway, sorry, Dave.
0: <laughs> so what this cartoon is saying is that, like, if he knows the future... He just said, fuck it, we're going to like, we're going to, I'm going to bring this team back to the future to, or back to the past to,
1: to the future
0: to fix this. It's, it's oh, it's, oh, my brain is, there's broken a lot
1: now. to it. Now, Come on, Marty. To be fair, uh, I just watched all of Loki this week and th- it deals with timelines and variations and things like that. So my head was already a little in that space. You're, you're, so, you're a little more prepared for this. <laughs> when I tried to bring that sort of, and not that that show was perfect, but tried to bring some of that more thought out logic to this. A uh, show that clearly does not give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> it was not the best way to go into the show.
0: We're also what is this like eleven minutes in or twelve minutes in, and
1: we're, we're actually much further. We're pretty close to the end of the show. here. Oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. So we we've had a a, a football game, a long ass car accident, yep, and a battle that raged for uh, three minutes, two and a half. And months. a lot of that was galloping horses. Like yep. nothing has happened. No, nothing, nothing. Very nothing has
1: happened. Yeah. So before we move on here, I haven't done one of these in a while. The show had some really wonky, like editing things going on. And some of them just stood out. I I liked this one. And the fairest of the fair has been captured by them. I'm getting a headache just trying to figure out what this guy means. (laughs) Merlin's line just faded out mid-sentence. Some of it looks really nice and some of it looks like fucking garbage. Yeah. So I don't know. Peaks and valleys. To put things into even further context... Merlin summons, it's sort of like the um, the Princess Leia hologram from Star Wars where she's talking to Obi-Wan Kenobi and asking for help, except here he makes it out of pink jello and it's Queen Guinevere and she's getting her hair done and she's not saying anything. And it feels, oh man, it feels so voyeuristic and weird and creepy. It's fucking strange stuff, you guys.
2: What do you mean? It seems totally reasonable. It's
1: not like her being heroic or her with the original Arthur, it's literally her getting her hair brushed. Oh fuck.
2: She got her hair did, Ben.
0: Did he like turn on a magic camera and like that's what she was doing or was that like a vision of her from the past?
1: <laughs> oh, it was a magic camera, all right. <laughs> it was like sliver. <laughs> Here's a little uh, clip of dialogue from that scene. Yeah, get it
4: yeah, get right oh,
1: up there. Ooh, baby. She is beauty and
4: love. She is. Guinevere. She is your queen, Arthur.
1: She is your queen. So uh, uh, Merlin, pro-owning wives, Arthur pro-fucking. Let's just put that in his sure. character traits.
2: I think sure. that yeah. this conversation, if we we're going to call it a conversation, also uh, lends itself to the <laughs> concept that these are reincarnations.
1: She's your queen, go claim her. She's your queen. She's beauty and.
2: Light. Because it's not like he's a future generation. Because then Merlin would be like, "She's your great, 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 great grandmother, Arthur." He, you know what Put I mean. Put your
0: penis in her. <laughs> um, like, no wonder Arthur wants to stay behind, and he's really gung ho about. it. He's like, "Well, I'm the one that gets to gets to sleep with this lady." And like, what? Do, what do the other knights get?
1: Bupkis. Bupkis residuals
2: i mean he gets to get handholdy with her and his pals get to wake up in strange places wearing new clothes
1: anyway here's where uh lance's name is introduced whoa lance time out here who is this girl we don't even know her (laughs) 'Cause Arthur's Arthur's just gonna stomp out of the room and like just walk to get Guinevere back and his friend goes with him and it's Lance and I laughed and I laughed. <laughs> Do we have nothing? We have no creative ideas whatsoever here.
0: I love the idea too that like, oh, we're a football team,
1: so we only speak in football terms. Time. Well, out. Lance. <laughs> yeah.
0: Lance, you're going the whole nine oh, yards. There's so money.
1: much of that. We're more than Xs and Os, buddy. We're Jimmy's and Joes, you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> Listen, your play seems a little off-sides here. I think we can do better.
1: So, now we're getting to, what I guess you would call the action part of the episode. Action. And Merlin tells them that he built the round table to help them in their fight. And before he explains what that means, <laughs> the whole team puts their fists to the middle of the table and they've got their cute little team chant.
4: I am King Arthur we are the knights of justice. We pledge fairness to all to protect the weak and vanquish the evil.
1: This football team was so in sync that they just <laughs> came up with those she words on the to spot say. together.
2: They're going to vanquish the evil. <laughs> the
1: evil.
0: <laughs> you know, the evil show. oh I know, man. I hear it. Oh my God. Just You could explain it away by saying maybe that was their football team chant
1: room. Like they're you? they're yeah.
0: gonna vanquish the, the but, evil.
1: Yeah, the, the like, Rochester evil.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like the idea <laughs> that that a football team would do that is is ridiculous. And like talk like that. Like how? So so then I've, I've taken that road as far as it can go. Let's go back. Why do they know what to say exactly?
1: Okay. <laughs> <How are they laughs> so Mer- Merlin told them it was a time jump.
2: Was it that Merlin told them, or is the table magic in the way that it reap it like possesses them somehow? Because then all of a sudden mm. the cartoon gets a lot darker and Merlin seems like he might be the evil.
1: Oh, I think Merlin's a bad oh. guy. Okay. I don't think that that was in question. He kidnapped those dudes for no reason.
2: Well, there is a reason.
1: Yeah, Guinevere, she's beauty and light. Oh, man, Manifest there. destiny. So now we're at the best part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this, this is real. This is so fucking crazy. They're at the table and then a laser light show starts. And then everything starts getting raised. And you and start
2: hearing. Woody Allen
1: posits that there be it's some kind of hydraulic system. So here's the background music. <laughs> so loop this for about a minute. And you see the football guys. Okay.
0: No problem. <laughs> the music.
1: Keep going. So that slaps maybe. There, it <laughs> sure shows does. all the dudes in their their finest garb and then there's like a wavy transition and then they're in in their gear. So like King Arthur is in this golden armor set. Excalibur is in his breastplate somehow. I won't question that. You're like, "Okay, cool. These guys are getting their powers." And what you don't see in this episode is that like there's magic imbued in the armor and all this cool shit. I don't care about any of that. What I care about <laughs> is you cut to another part of the room that they're in. Where there's three horses in a cart, <laughs> yes. and then the horses get, get armor, and the cart turns into a car.
0: The pacing issue comes up again here because the you mean? are getting the, like they show the knights and pew, all of a sudden he's he's covered in he's clad in armor, right? Mm-hmm. They show the other knights, pew, they're clad in armor, and that shows the horse. And then for like five seconds, they're just horses. There's just horses. <laughs> <laughs> and it
1: takes so fucking long,
0: and then they're. Pew,
1: And then the horses, they're covering armor, and like the wood cart is a car, and you're like, oh man, that's crazy. And then you know what happened? Fucking more horses walked in. Now they got four horses? (laughs) It's crazy. I,
2: I maintain the best part here is the music.
1: Yeah the best part I'm was like amped the horses in the music I want to see
2: the horses yeah. just doing shit with this music I'm here for
1: it I would have enjoyed the cartoon if it was just 15 minutes of just like two more horses walk in just two by two and they, <laughs> they just keep getting harbored. <laughs> and the room gets progressively more crunched and the knights are killed and, and then
0: the horses left and Merlin started singing the song Goodbye Horses <laughs> <laughs> and he took off his robe and you know what he revealed he was tucking it in
1: oh a, a Merlin Gina yeah. if you will oh yeah. my mm. yeah. So the thing about horses, though... I'd fuck me.
2: <laughs> if it makes him happy, then it can't be that bad.
1: If he was so sad, he'd be part of the Great Depression. <laughs> if it makes it happy. Here's the thing, though. Riding a horse, it's not a simple thing to do. I've never ridden a horse, but I don't think I could do it. You could. Oh, okay. It...
2: I believe in you.
0: But, but Ben, you should save that horse and ride a cowboy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean... I would say you could, but with instruction. And I think that's the point you're getting to here.
1: The point I was making is that riding a horse...
2: Is, is harder than a cowboy. Right. It, you know,
1: something that you, you just... It would be tough to do if, you, if you've never done it before. But, whereas riding a cowboy is just natural. But anyway.
0: It's, it's real hard. It gets me real hard. Wait a minute.
4: I'm a city boy. I don't know how to ride a horse. You will now, Sir Tom. Trust me.
0: And he does. You will know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I guess I, I love do.
0: that. What a good what a good like explainer, like you will know. Trust me. And he just does. And he does. they know how to okay. ride horses.
1: Why? But <laughs> okay. It's and crazy. And then more horses walked into the room. They all get fucking armor. It's crazy.
2: It's crazy, but what Merlin has going for him is that he makes these wild promises and then he fulfills them. He's not like you will now. And then they try to get on the well, horse, and the ho- horse like kicks him in the head. Like, yeah, he's not
0: like the asshole in Visionaries, that that, right. that, that weird wizard there. What yeah, wild yeah.
1: promises did he make?
2: That he could ride a horse. Wild I mean, that was just
1: one.
0: Promises couldn't carry
1: ben, him. What's up?
0: Let me ask you this, though. Yeah. What league did those horses ride in?
1: Uh, the uh, HFL, Horse Football League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the EFL, the Equestrian Football League. I Thank would watch saying. that. Mm-hmm. I would.
0: It was weird that they um, inserted just a quick clip from the uh, film Equus, <laughs> yeah,
1: and then there was also a clip from Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, and you're like, how does that horse gonna land in that little pool? You know, Shailen.
2: It was such a nice horse, and then because and the horse so to was it. gonna
1: land in the little pool, and then it warped it back in time, and then it was in the tower, and it had armor, <laughs> and Guinevere was blind. She was blind,
2: but she still had on those sick earrings.
1: That's true. So now this football team this minor league football team has some armor and they got horses and they got chutzpah because they just so decide- they just said they're gonna ride out and do something oh, But i've it-
0: never wielded a claymore before but yeah let's fucking do
1: this. You have now. let's go
2: fucking battle yo so
1: they're on their way to castle morgana and for no particular reason There's like four warlords. Again, I don't know who any of them are. And they have hundreds of soldiers. Just just a battalion of soldiers. However many soldiers that is. Dave. But then
2: Will you say the word battalion? (laughs) Battalion? Damn it. Okay, go ahead, Ben. How would you say it? I was raised calling it
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bratalion.
0: That's the uh, the you, you're talking about the bro Italian. Yeah, I was going to say when, when I when I
1: was in high school, you know, like we were we were set up by our ethnicities, and my Italian friends, I call them the the Brittalians.
2: Ben just said battalion, and it got me really distracted. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh
1: no, we're not easily distracted here. So they have hundreds of dudes, the bad guys, whereas the there's only twelve uh, knights of justice here. And for oh, some come on, bra, <laughs> for some <Italian>. some reason, <laughs> for some reason Arthur just has a plan where they're just going to go headlong and attack these hundreds of dudes. Now by all rights, somebody <laughs> has, somebody has to fucking finish this show and it's going to be me. You would think that Arthur and the football team would be killed in seconds. Yes, I
2: would think that, but they, and I did.
1: but they don't because for some reason the warlords are happy to leave their hundreds of dudes and numbers advantage behind in the battle. You know,
2: honor. <laughs> Brit- <laughs> Brit- <Italian.
1: laughs> I can't believe you said Britallian. That's fucking crazy.
2: I I literally was like thirty six years old when I realized that was not the you
1: right know that word. was the original name for the mafia the, the battalion yeah yeah the battalion <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't want to fuck up with the the Capone battalion let me tell you
2: I have some phone calls to make anyway I'm anyway, sorry for derailing us and yes I would have thought that these twelve dudes would have gotten murdered by the hundreds and hundreds of battalions
0: nope not me because they're pure of
1: heart <laughs> they're pure of heart and being a football quarterback makes you an expert military strategist he's like. Like another famous military strategist of the time, General, General Norman, Storman Norman uh, Schwarzkopf. Sh- Schwarzkopf. Yeah. And Schwarzkopf led yeah. a group of his
0: buddies, his poker buddies, that he called the Battalion. <laughs> yep. He led them to victory in,
1: in, uh, in Normandy. I can't believe you, you, You just this episode's dead now.
2: It's not dead, keep going. They're in battle. They've left behind hundreds of men. Do you know
1: what I call a loaf of scally bread? bread
2: But it's not Italian. It's Italian.
1: Okay, cool. (laughs) Don't try to justify
2: it. I'm just saying you're pronouncing it wrong.
1: Anyway, the fucking point of this is that there's no scale to this battle. I always ping shows or I ding shows like this. G.I. Joe does the same thing to an extent where you always see hundreds of dudes, but then it's just like three of them fighting. And compare that to like a Lord of the Rings or a Willow where there's just these enormous balladels. And I thought, oh, there's literally like tons of dudes. Surely they'll come into play. But they don't, and they never attack Arthur or the gang. And-
2: Cowards.
0: What was weird was like there was a group of like soldiers that came from the the, the left, like they were like flanking them, right? Mm-hmm. But they were just wearing like underwear, and they were called the brats.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the point is, Arth- Arthur and his team win.
2: It's an unrealistic um, fight.
1: What isn't clear is what Arthur and his knights were attempting to do there. Because to win. they don't kill anybody, they just kind of yeah. humiliate them, sort of, and they're like, "Yeah, now, now the warlords know we're not to be fucked with." And it's like, "Wait a minute, we're you were going out like gung ho a minute ago to go get the queen, but I guess, I guess that's a mission for another day."
3: Hmm.
1: You know,
2: there's something in here about rules of chivalry. Battalions. I agree, and chivalry, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: You want to hear the end of the episode? Yeah, I do. I know I do.
0: I do, yeah.
2: Please, God. I want
1: to talk about battalions for the next 45 minutes. Please, no. It's going to happen.
4: Arthur and his knights may have won the first battle, but Lord Viper will see to it that this is their last victory. Good job, knight. Defeating his warlords today will let Lord Viper know there's a new team in town to defend the people of Camelot.
1: <laughs>
2: there's a new team in town.
1: couple problems. One, yes, I hated the football thing. I hated the the knights' chant. And then he says, "Defend the people of Camelot." The only issue is there's three. People. It's literally Merlin and like the oh, hairdresser. Those people <laughs> they, they don't exist. They're not there.
2: I just put two and two together right now.
0: Oh, is, oh, it's Battalion.
2: Is. <laughs>
1: It's onion.
2: <laughs> is Viper supposed to be like a corollary to Cobra Commander? Like I know they are evil. I'm not disputing that, but is this like is this like the the ma- the minor version of the macro version where like they take off brand Snow White and make her like golden film? Yeah,
1: yeah I I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. It's
0: a pretty pretty blatant ripoff.
1: Do you know what the Warlord's original name was? The stallion battalion.
2: (laughs) 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 Anyway, this Uh, team is going to protect those three people. (laughs) My team of 12 is going to protect three people Uh, and we're going to rescue the key.
1: I have like this headache in like the bridge of my nose. Oh, it's awful. (laughs) From laughing too hard.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. And... Boy. I don't even want to ask if you'd show it to a kid, because the answer is obviously of course. <laughs> but we have to. That's the thing we do. All right, Dave. It's a bit
2: go.
0: Yeah, it's it's got knights and swords and damsels that need rescuing and, and uh football. It's it's every American boy's dream. So of course you gotta show gotta show the kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: My answer is no because there's I, so many other ways to confuse a child. I don't need this cartoon to help.
1: I would, okay. you know. I wasn't a big fan of King Arthur going into this. You know, maybe I'm still not. But I do love complicated time travel stories. (laughs) And trying to unravel this is a mystery. And kids need to understand. Sure. The
0: dangers of time traveling paradoxes. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And before we get to the rating here, Shailen, I have a question for you. Okay. You've seen the movie Titanic. No, I haven't. So you know how Bill Paxton... Is like a shipwreck guy, and he searches for shipwrecks and stuff. Okay. Do you know True. what the name of his his team was? No. The Galleon Battalion. <laughs> 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 and on that note, let's. Uh, well, we can only rate this at on one to five battalions now. I was going to do armored horses, but that's no longer an option to us.
0: Armored horses. <laughs> Shalon, how many
1: how many battalions would you give this?
0: I give this
2: half of one battalion. What? That's terrible. Uh, and here's oh. why unconscionable. The battalion in this, all of them in this cartoon, are useless. And so instead, <laughs> I would like to give it three armored horses. I reject battalions here. They did nothing.
0: I see. I see three armored. Horses. Three
2: armored horses. Um, I had a lot of questions. I was very engaged because of all of the questions I had. There was some familiarity. Uh, I have a question.
1: What fucking football league are these guys playing? Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's one of my questions, Ben. And also The NBA, the
1: National Brutalian Association.
2: If we could please.
1: <laughs> MLB, Major League Brutalians.
2: Could we befriend someone who will make us enough axes to just throw like 47 axes at a single stone wall in a go?
1: Maybe. You know, I was in a thrift store last week.
2: Was there an axe?
1: No, but there was an axe-throwing board game they were selling. What the fuck? Yeah.
2: Dave, how many battalions would you rate this cartoon?
0: So, if you asked me before we started watching the show, I would have said like, oh, well, you know, like 10-year-old Dave loved this. Mm -hmm. Four out of five. But watching it sort of brought the the fond memories of it down. I think it's the very definition of a a just fine show. (laughs) It is a two and a half for me. The, <laughs> the very definition of a bastard, John. That's right. It is just fine. The show, Ben, you said it earlier, the show has its peaks mm-hmm. and its valleys, and there's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really bad or really, really fun. For me, it's right down the middle, two and a half.
1: Oh, boy. You guys are really I'm underselling brutalians. this. You're underselling this.
2: I gave it a three. That's high for me.
0: That is high for Shaylin.
1: Because the answer is it's a four and a half Brutalian show. Because, even, yes, there are low parts and there are just some really painstakingly, brutally boring minutes long stretches. But the parts that are good are really good. Like the guy's name is Arthur King. And he plays <laughs> for the night. Right. And then they go back in time. And his oh, friends, my God. It is his lamp. He's, he's literally. Just,
0: I, just, I just got it. I just. I'm hearing it now. He's
1: literally the king arthur again and guinevere's his queen and then and He's then they were, and then like you're looking at them and then more horses just wander on the screen <laughs> it's fucking crazy
2: if they had had more of the Holy scene shit. with the horses and being armored would you have given it a five yeah
0: please recut this episode uh-huh. this this cartoon into just like a GIF of the horses being armored. Oh, I would, like, I would love that. I would love that. 22 if you could minutes long.
2: Make that GIF. I would put it across the internet from my.
1: Just, ben, just put it across. Far the reach. It's my uh, favorite movie about the Beatles. Across the internet. Yeah. It's just horses. That's right.
0: <laughs> I think it was called The Breedle.
1: <laughs> the the Italian. Breed Italian. Um, Breed Italian. Have you guys ever done axe throwing? No. No. Hmm. Have you? No, but I've done knife throwing.
2: What? Yeah, I need more information. I've told that story before. No, you haven't.
1: No, when I was in college and living in the dormitories, uh, a friend of mine, for some reason, just got throwing knives. I think he went to like an army navy surplus store.
0: I knew a guy in college that
1: also did that. Oh, really? his name was Ben. Well, yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't know them. Different, different campus. So we had a coffee table, and we we went to somebody else's room, and it was a big thick wood coffee table. And we set up this coffee table. Wait, you
2: carried your coffee table to another room? No,
1: there, it was in the room. Okay, it was in the room. Jesus, that detail like doesn't matter.
2: It does matter. That, that does Paint not the matter. picture.
1: Was trying. And then we started humming these throwing knives at the table. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> a couple of problems. One... Nobody knew how to do throwing knives. Mm -hmm. Two, I don't think you're supposed to do them from a distance of about three and a half feet. (laughs) Uh, We were also all wearing shorts. So we're whipping knives at this table. And then these fucking knives are clattering all over the room. And you would have thought by after the first or second one that we would have not done it. But we were (laughs) were going to get a knife stuck in that table.
0: (laughs) What happened first? The knife got stuck in the table or the knife got stuck in a leg?
1: Sadly, neither. I wish I had a better res. I know it's kind of a kind of a tease story, but neither happened. Like we just clattered them all over the place, and then I don't think that dude ever took those knives out again.
0: What a waste of money! Yeah, it seems
2: like
1: a waste. Even when we were getting mugged, he wouldn't take them out.
2: The closest thing I ever did to axe or knife throwing was when I was in the band in middle school.
1: You were in the band,
2: and we would hold. We would take um, like the the sharpened, yeah, marching band. Uh, we, ah. would, we would take sharpened pencils and throw them up at the ceiling in the band director's office to try to make them stick into the foam ceiling tiles. Mm-hmm.
1: What a troll. No. Take a load off,
2: Shalen.
1: <laughs>
0: Do you want to know take what... Take the off, Ben.
2: The best ever version of marching band that I've ever known I was part of. <laughs> what, what are we doing? It wasn't take a load off. <laughs> It was the. Oh no! It was the Paul Simon uh, marching band show. We played "Call Call Me Out." Uh, well,
0: <laughs>
2: while we were throwing pencils at the ceiling.
0: Looks like we've got something to do at the end of the episode.
1: What does this show turned into? <laughs> what are some other famous marching band pl- songs you played, Jalen?
2: No, none I of them the were famous. That was it.
1: No, I have No, to we, pee. no, no nobody, nobody gets off Please. this ride. Nobody gets <laughs> off this ride.
0: <laughs> Please let me pee.
1: Shailen has to finish this story. That's the whole story. <laughs> There's more to I've the story. I've to pee so bad. And that's the rest of the story. Dave. I also have to pee.
2: Go, Dave. Go, Ben.
3: Please let me
1: pee.
2: So now that we've rated this, uh, this show, uh huh. don't we usually play a game? Dave, did you make a game for us?
1: <laughs> what a t- expert transition.
0: I do. I do. So the stars have aligned. Okay. Here. Right? Spring mm-hmm. is here, and thus love True. is in the air. Oh. We've talked about one of the most famous couples in literature history with Arthur and Guinevere, and maybe a throuple with Lancelot if you want to throw mm-hmm. it in there. Hell yeah. So I thought, what better way to celebrate than with the animating game? Yes, 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 that's right. It's the game where I take characters from cartoons and make them horny for you. Each round, three characters are going to try and vie for your affections, Ben and Shailen. You'll have to guess who each is and then tell us who you're choosing as a lover. All right, Ben, you can cut that music.
1: Lover. Yeah.
0: So, I'm going to give you some characters. Please do. I'm gonna describe them in sexy ways, and you're mm-hmm. gonna to have to guess who they are, and then you're gonna to have to choose one as your as your dreamboat as your partner. Okay, okay. you want to date? So Ben, 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 Ben. What's up. Round one. <laughs> Contestants, tell our podcast host Ben what you want to do with him. Contestant number one. Oh baby, you rev my engines, get me nice and hot, and I'll take us places you've never dreamed of. That's one. Number two. I want to climb inside you, Richard Gere style. Nerf. And contestant number three. Well, excuse me, sexy. Couldn't help but notice you were checking out my legs. Yeah, you know that's why I wear this (laughs) short-ass tunic. I'm going to show you my sword. Who are these contestants that are vying
1: for your affections? (laughs) I appreciate how much... I'm sorry, Bratallion has just broken me. <laughs> it's all ruined.
2: I don't know no. why that broke you so hard. I've said it before. I know. I told you this. I, it's
1: just the magic the magic sauce of tonight, I guess. Anyway, um, I appreciate, Dave, that you have so much faith <laughs> to decipher these clues. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say I'm up to the task. Number one is Chim Chim from Speed Racer, based off of the driving. Number two is uh, a Pinky from Pinky in the Brain. And number three is... Oh, boy. Who wears a short tunic? Um, The the boy from Gummy Bears.
2: Holy shit. He has a sword, Ben.
0: Let me read it again. Well, excuse me, sexy.
1: Oh, uh, Link. Yes. Uh, Thank you. The other two are correct. That.
0: No, the first one is Turbo Team. No, first, I'm sorry. The first one is Chim Chim from Speed Race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. Two out of three. But, 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 just because you only guessed two. Mm-hmm doesn't mean you you can't you can't pick from all three so who who are you picking as your lover here
1: um clarifying point here <laughs>
0: yeah
1: now when we're talking turbo Teen, are we talking the, the car, car or, or this the supporting uh, the character
0: it's it's clearly the car oh' then the car weird if, yeah, yeah yeah the car okay yeah. so ben, is, ben has chosen turbo or
1: potentially the the boy at the point at which his mouth is really wide and it's like no, the grill of the car that's
2: the worst part <laughs> that's the worst part
0: you can fit yourself into oh. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that there... was the
1: implication, but you just yeah. went ahead with it.
2: <laughs> the let's, worst
0: let's part. Oh, Shailen, 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 you're up, you're up. Now, contestants, <laughs> tell Shailen, describe the perfect date with Shailen. Contestant number one. The perfect date for me? Well, first I slip into my old showgirl costume. Yeah, fishnet stocking, sequin skirt, and a big old feathered headband. Then I turn on my record player and we sit on the couch and stare out the window and watch my hunk of a neighbor Dave take a steamy shower. Mutual fapping commences. Okay. Contestant number two. The perfect date for me gets straight to the action. No time for talk or foreplay. Clothes waste time too, which is why I never wear a shirt. You'll find out that I'm a hero during wartime, and I'm a hero in the sack. Oh, contestant number three. Interested not. Me pick don't, not if. Blair Li- Blair Linda, underage, and you are? Date perfect, though? Shailen, who are these people, and who are you going to choose?
2: Jesus, Dave, I have no idea. Uh, the first one seems like the lady neighbor who's raising the chipettes.
0: Yes, that is Miss Miller. Yeah.
2: yeah. Who's the um,
0: second one?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember anything you I just ne- said. I
0: never wear a shirt, and you'll find out that I'm a hero.
2: It's not Hercules. What was the guy who went through the jungle that I hated that Medusa was a man? It's Jimi Hendrix. No, it's not Jimi Hendrix. Conan Co- the Barbarian. Co-
0: Whoa, was it Conan? Is, is it Wild The Barbarian? Wind? It's wild wind from the Mighty but it's, it, was, it No, it, the, the, it the was The Adventurer. Yeah. It was Rambo.
2: <laughs> okay, so Rambo sometimes does wear a shirt, but I accept. Nope. I accept that I got it wrong.
0: Never. He's always just wearing that belt of, of bullets. And who's the third one?
2: Can you say the third ones again?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Interested not. Me pick. don't. Is it Yoda? Not if. No. L- Blair, Linda, underage, and you are? Date perfect, though?
2: Slimer? <laughs> <laughs> There's a poltergeist situation with weird speech. I need help.
0: It's backwards speech, because he's from the land of backwards. It's Springfield Brick. <laughs>
3: oh, Rick Springfield, Shailen.
0: Slimer. <laughs> so I'll read that forward for you. The I bet that's what date. Linda
1: Blair thought. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect was.
0: date. Are you in underage Linda Blair? If not, don't pick me. I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> you can call me Slimer.
0: Shailen, who are you picking out of those three?
2: So I have to choose between Rambo. Rambo.
1: Miss
0: Miller
2: Miss Miller and,
0: and, <laughs> Rick and Rick Springfield backwards.
2: Obviously Rambo. What am I
0: stupid? Rambo. No, I never I never seen as such.
1: You want to join his team?
2: I don't know if I want his... to join his team, but if I have to go on a date with someone, I want someone who could protect me with his many abdomens and his guns. What do you think
1: his team would be called? <laughs>
2: do the line. It's the Bertallian Stallion. <laughs> <Ben>. Yeah. <laughs> what,
0: uh, and what, what league does that team play in? Chilling.
2: Some minor <laughs> league that is not the NFL. It's important. We have to know.
0: Oh, I ben, need to know. Oh, man. Ben, Ben, Ben. Oh. We've got three hot new contestants for you. Uh, contestants, tell Ben mm-hmm. why you are the perfect match. Contestant number one.
1: I don't know We're how old... to say words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're old souls trapped in young bodies. We're a two-for-one deal, though. So if you're into taking on two hard balonies at once, we're the guys for you.
3: Contestant number two.
0: it says Rick Every answer for no one is Rick Springfield. I'm lean, athletic, and if you punch the right code in, bye-bye clothing. Don't worry, I'm not the type of girl to leave you in a lurch. I always finish him. And contestant number three. Why am I the perfect match for you? I look at you and the thermometer rises and baby, you turn me into a puddle. Also, that's not a broomstick in my hand.
1: Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, number two is Sonya blade from mortal combat colon defenders of the realm. That's correct. Number three is frosty. The snowman. That also correct. And number one is Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson from pro stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 sorry, Ben, you, you're, you got two points there. Number one was Bertram and Ernest Wilson from the Erie, Indiana episode. Bert and Ernie. Oh, twins. boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, The odds of me getting that were 0.0. 0. I felt like Shaylin would have got that one.
2: I agree, but that's okay. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: And Ben, who are you picking
1: out of these three? Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just write that down.
2: Somehow Slimer, not a clue, but also the person, the one we both brought on the date the most times.
0: Slimer, barely know her. Shaylin. <laughs> That's what Linda Blair said. <laughs> Round four, you got, a, you got a whole new set of contestants ready to describe their most erotic fantasies to you, Shailen.
3: Oh
2: boy, I can't wait to disappoint them.
0: Contestant number one, go ahead. All right, we're in the kitchen. The whole counter is covered in lasagna. And now, so are you and me. My dog friend comes in and licks our feet. You're into it because you're a foot person. Now my shitty cat friend walks in. And it ruins the moment. And then you make fun of my micropenis. We never finish. Very strange, contestant number one. Contestant number two. Who likes cocktails? Of course you do. First we have a martini. Stirred, of course. And who likes a little consensual punishment? Of course you do. So I break out my cat-o'-nine-tails and let you whip me. Not too hard, though, because we need to have another stirred martini. Then a little more whipping. Harder now, more. Whip, whip, then stir another cocktail. (coughs) Contestant number three. I'm a big boy now. No more toys. But guess what? I'm still in diapers. Oh no, baby. I just soiled myself. Clean me up. Yeah, that's right. Front to back. That's fantastic. Shailen, who are these people?
2: Garfield.
1: Number three is me. Yes.
2: Harvey Corman in the Star Wars Holiday Special. As? I don't remember her name. name? I've
1: literally come up on this episode.
2: I don't remember.
0: Chef Gourmanda.
2: Gourmando.
1: Gourmando? Gourmanda.
0: Gourmanda of Bertalia. That's correction. And
2: Fantastic Max.
0: That is also correct. Um,
2: I'm going to point out once again that Fantastic time. Max sucks and is not fantastic.
1: He's, this is not he the he time for editorializing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I feel attacked.
2: I would go on a date with Garfield before I would go on a date with most humans. So big orange cat lasagna. Bring it on.
0: Uh,
1: hates Mondays. I
2: like hates Mondays.
0: This is my favorite game because I love writing this stuff and just um, it's like, like 12 descriptions and I'm like, all right, I've got that out of my
1: system. Good. <laughs> I'm good for two weeks.
2: The best yep. part also is for me, when you write these descriptions, it, I'm like very iffy on a lot of it. But when I get it, I feel really accomplished. I'm like, yeah, my friend made up a weird dating profile for a cartoon cat who loves lasagna. Right. And I knew what That's he right. meant. Yeah.
0: And he's into being being embarrassed Um, and shamed. (laughs) (laughs) I did just a little bit of research for the Chef Gourmanda. I brought up the stir, whip, stir,
2: whip, 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 stir, whip, stir, 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 whip.
0: Made sure that the stir and whips were in line with the Chef Gourmanda clip. I appreciate your
2: attention to detail.
0: Well, Well, I'm going to go hang myself now. Um, No, don't do that. We like you. Yep. Gonna.
2: Who else will sit here and make fun of my pronunciation of words that are very, very phonetically spelled? Oh,
1: I uh, got you're, it. You're, 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 you're a <laughs> your <laughs> loving husband. It. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of that. <laughs> <sighs>
0: well, thanks for playing the animating game. We've ended in a tie.
2: Yes. I love a tie.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the mailbag hot button issue here. How do you say the word B-A-T-T-A-L-I-O-A? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What's the real one? Sorry, we had to move to a different, different question. We're doing questions in real time. How do you say the word O-N-I- Oh, no, we've done that one too. Celebs? <laughs> uh, a a n c i e n t. <laughs> Celebs are so scared of getting canceled these days as A-list top tier podcast host. What's a ridiculous thing you think your audience is going to cancel you over from Fred Worst?
2: Literally anything that comes out of my mouth ever. After we record an episode, I say, good night, Ben. Good luck handling the end of the night in our household because I'm abandoning you. And then I have nightmares for I, four nights. Cry. That's not true. You don't cry. I have nightmares for four nights consecutively about, did I insult people? Did I say words that were wrong? Did I pronounce things that are going to haunt me forever?
1: Did so I like, will, willfully like, bring up Italian, like,
0: like the last episode where, uh, what was the phrase? Don't Welsh on a bet? And yeah. you were like, is that offensive? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it Welsh is, people? by the way. Is it? Yeah.
1: Oh, the Welsh don't don't care. The Welsh are cool. Uh,
2: No, there was a person in Parliament in the UK who, in fact, apologized for using that word recently.
0: So you Googled this?
2: No, it came up in my newsfeed. How would that come up in your newsfeed? Because it happened like two days after we recorded. I was going to send it to you, but also I was at work and it felt like if I did a search for it, it was going to be a thing and I didn't do it. I don't know.
0: So I fear that I'm not the the listeners won't cancel me. Um, I just fear that Shailen will cancel me because I'll (laughs) say something, I'll argue about something like Shailen saying Walsh The bet is fine. Sure, maybe we won't say it anymore, but it's okay. And then you'll be like, No, Dave, it's not. And then we get, and then you cancel me. You you get ahead of the fans. Hmm.
2: Right. So that particular term (laughs) is not like newly not okay. I'm just saying. But also, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, is the word morning not okay? Should I not say that? It
1: depends on the context.
2: Ben, what about you? Nothing. Ben does not fear being canceled.
1: No. I mean, first of all, because I don't know. (laughs) I just don't fear it. I don't want it to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah.
1: But also, as the person who edits all these episodes, it should be clear at this point that I don't fucking care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> ben removes anything offensive he ever says. I mean,
1: listen, if we had episodes where certain rules of good taste were broken and I was forced to remove certain things, yes. Have I said before we don't edit for content? Yes. Is that a contradiction? Yes. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. It depends
2: on what your definition of the word is, is, man.
1: We had a review once that accused us of being too woke, which was in and of itself fucking ludicrously funny. But Yeah, it's the funniest thing (laughs) I've ever read. Listen, we've had, you know, certain episodes and, you know, sometimes guests come on and it gets a little, it gets a little (laughs) (laughs) ribald. It gets a little ribald, you know, guys, because, because we're all friends and it's, it's loosey goosey, but you know. That's the thing because I'll bring it back together for us. This is a safe space when you record. Because when it all comes out in the wash,
2: Ben will make sure he protects himself. That's wow. No, the reason I said that is because of the number of times when I've made a weird noise, and then the next week or the two weeks after, there's like a song that includes a weird noise that I made when I was like. laughing or making a funny statement it's it's,
0: it's, i think you're not giving Ben enough credit or you're i think you're giving yourself too much credit it's (laughs) something it's not a weird noise you make it's uh something insane that you say
1: (laughs) yeah i don't i'm like i'm like what what
0: have i no
2: what was the song that you played earlier when we were on a break where i was just
1: when we were talking about dookie during an episode
2: and so ben just took me saying come on Multiple times. Yeah, what a
1: weird sound that you made. <laughs> I've never heard that sound.
2: You both have. <laughs> More than once.
1: The sound of somebody saying, come on. Can you just make the sound without doing words? No. Oh. Come on. Hold yeah. on. You know what? Well, now now you've, you're you forcing me to play this old drop from a million years ago. You brought it up. Because now it's, it's in context. This is like the battalion thing. You didn't have to do this, but now we're doing it. Oh, boy, where the hell is this I'm so
2: mad about Bertallion. I wouldn't know who else in the world uses it the wrong way. All right, here we way. go.
1: Here we go. Hey, what the hell? What you want me to
2: say?
0: I won't lie,
1: I can't deny. He did it all for the Duke.
0: the Duke. Come on. The Duke. Come on. What a weird noise. And then I share. And then I share. And then I share. And then I share. He did it all for the Duke. Come on. The Duke. Come on. And then I share. And then I share. All
1: right. Well, now now we've wrapped that bow. What a weird noise, though!
2: It is a weird noise. I think you meant
1: like you're farting on Mike.
0: <laughs> you took the song. You were like, "Oh, Ben, you you play that song every time. It's always it's always the weird things I say." And then I'm saying, "Shaft,
2: shaft, shaft." All right. What I was saying. What my overarching point was. Yeah. Yeah. I fear saying things that Ben will then turn into drops. (laughs) That's not true. The end. That's it. Days upon days after we record, I just, I wake up in a cold sweat and I'm like, oh man, did I say a thing that Ben could put into a recording for the next (laughs) month? This is
1: coming out on a recording, this bizarre nightmare that you've concocted. so
0: great. I love how, Shaylin, it's very brave of you because you, every (laughs) week, if this happens every week, you just... Every Wednesday you come up and you're you're like, I'm going to face fear in the face right now.
2: I do. It
1: was my, with my lighthearted drops that I often preview for you to make sure that they make sense. But when
2: I say that I hate it and I don't like it, you still put them in the episode. What if you ever said you don't like a drop? I usually laugh and say, wow. I'm really uncomfortable, and then it just shows up.
1: I think you got mad about about a drop one time because we were doing a game, and you you contradicted yourself in the game, and you're like, "What are you doing?" And you got mad at me about that. But
2: no, I don't fear the concept of like saying something (laughs) weird. What I fear is saying something and then Uh it being misused.
0: Man, folks, this is this is so this is is, my PTSD.
1: You brought it up.
0: You were getting a front row seat to how this sausage gets made. That's right. It's amazing.
1: Well, you know what? <laughs> I would say I'm going to stop making drops, but I'm not because it's too much fucking it's fun. True. <laughs>
2: and you know what? Like <laughs> and I'm sorry, you that you're saying because like uh, eight out of hey, six you, are pretty good. I'll
1: tell you, you saying come on. I don't think that was misconstrued. <laughs> I think that was you saying come on, and I put it in a song.
2: <laughs> I fear it. I fear the day that I say a thing that goes into a drop, yeah, and it you watched it. What happens
1: next time you say come on? I will. I'm going to fucking, I'm putting drops all over every recording I'm going to say
2: Bratallion, you're going to put it into a thing, and it's going to be like wildly inappropriate somehow. I mean,
1: to be fair, Bratallion is very funny. <laughs> 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 to be fair, nobody was forcing you. To <laughs> to you, didn't mean, you didn't I'm honest that. with you our just, listeners. You brought
2: that up. <laughs> because I'm honest with our listeners.
1: Oh, man, I'm dying. Yeah, you know, this episode, I think, was going along pretty hunky-dory. Pretty hunky dory. You know, we he were getting me. to the that end of the episode. Even... Y'all, I'm uh, tired. And then we're, we're talking about battalions. Yeah, we are. Uh, and we're getting distracted.
0: Mm-hmm. I couldn't let I couldn't let Ben play the clip because I was laughing so hard. My <laughs> nose was like just pouring. <laughs> I was laughing so hard.
1: We're talking about Slimer here. Slimer. This is a show about King Arthur.
2: We're talking about poltergeists. It was this is not this is your life. It was the dating game.
1: Oh, yep. We should do this is your life.
2: Yeah, and I already I I claim that. So just for the record, sticking my claim to the ground there. What, what the
1: fuck was this question again? What would get us canceled? Yeah. Then we get into this weird what psychotherapy. What, no, it thing. wasn't
2: what would get us canceled. Is what are we afraid of getting us canceled? And I said, me talking.
1: I don't know. I think <laughs> that's, that's my sad. fear. I think that's driving this whole episode. Let me tell you.
0: I certainly know what will stop people from listening to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Battalions of horses not getting armor. <laughs>
0: <I'm sorry. laughs>
2: they need their armor, Ben. Get them their armor.
1: And then more horses come on. And you're like, where Where in this room were these horses, man? Need more horses. Anyway, email at watchbotspod.com if you want this, I don't know, this therapy session we're doing here. Who asked for this? You. Fred Wurst asked for it.
2: Thanks, Fred.
1: My close personal friend. Um... Are there more King Arthur cartoons we can talk about? Because I think I'd like to, to go down that rabbit hole.
0: I mean, there's more episodes of this show.
1: <laughs> there's also Queen Guinevere and the Jewel Riders. So that's oh, yeah, something. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Tune in next week for Queen Guinevere and the Jewel Riders.
1: No, we've already uh, decided on Highlander, the animated series. Or not. Who's to say how many times just... I'll forget? We fucking talked about it in this episode. That was a
2: joke, Ben. I was making a joke.
1: That was a joke. This whole episode's a joke. I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing <laughs> you guys. Know, yep. What's important though is you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah. On Facebook.
0: Oh, Shailen, what's the what's the handle on Twitter?
2: WatchPodsPod. That's
1: right.
0: At, at WatchPodsPod. That's, right, that's yeah.
1: right. Do you have the Instagram password? Yes. Oh, okay, just making sure. Yeah, we're good. Yep. You, know, you can download rate and review on, on all the platforms May, maybe don't review after this episode but in general
2: review <laughs> us in general we're very fun
1: yeah we would be useful in the apocalypse for Dave <laughs> and for Shaylin, this is Mr. Freeze we're gonna get out of here and uh, boy I don't know maybe I'll just make a drop to <laughs> <laughs> who's to say who's to say how this episode's gonna end guys
3: Ride right through the storm, see the night fighting evil and cry Ride
4: right through the storm we the night of the day.